Welcome back to Pricking the Bubble. This is Mike the Llama. We are without audio Pete this week, but slurp, you hear that slurping, everyone? That slurping in the background is our perpetual special guest, Dr. Brant Raven. How are you? How are you, Mike the Llama? Going all right. Well. I am, Going I am right. doing a bit of slurping. I'm, I'm slurping a delicious bowl of soup that I made. Excellent. And nobody cares. All right. Yeah. So well, today, no, some no, people might want the recipe. No, they do not. This is not that kind of podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about. So you're, you're Dr. Raven. You're familiar with LGBTQI. We'll put a little plus on the end of it. Um. I, well, when you. This is not a spelling I, test. When you say when you say I'm familiar, I'm familiar of the existence of the different communities. I don't necessarily. I'm, I'm not necessarily familiar with all the ins and outs and all the bits and pieces, but yes, definitely familiar. Yes, I'll Excellent. say yes. Yeah. Very good. You've said the right answer. Okay, so today we're going to be talking, we have two guests, we're going to be talking about the little bit in that the acronym I just said, it's not even really an acronym, is it? it doesn't spell a word, the T-bit. We're going to be talking about the T-bit. The T-bit, okay. The T-bit, and we have two delightful guests in no particular order, in fact, it is a particular order. It's the order I can see on my screen. Someone's just walked into one of their rooms. We have Nick. Say hi, Nick. Hello. Very good. <laughs> Very good. And uh, all the way, that's relatively local, all the way from up in delightful Broken Hill, we have Kirsty. How are you doing up there? I'm doing great. I'm all the way in Broken Hill and about 25 years behind in time, but I'm great. That's okay. That's okay. Some of our listeners are probably also 25 years in the past, so that's not a problem at all. So I know at times Dr. Raven and I aren't in the same decade when we have conversations, so living in the past, that sort of thing. So, so guys, today I would like to prick our own bubbles. It's like I say that the the aim of the podcast is usually to discuss things that either we don't know about or certain people out there have very set views or opinions about. Um, but the but the aim of the the podcast is to prick that bubble a little bit and talk <coughs> about things that maybe people don't know anything about. And I would say that Dr. Raven and myself need to be educated. So here's your chance. Here's your chance for glory. I'm going to. Oh, start. I don't know. Hang on. I don't know if we. Need to be educated, but oh, oh I, I think I, we do. I think. Oh, okay, we do. maybe we do. Yeah, I'd certainly. Yeah, I. I, I certainly the moment you think like you don't, more. I think would be incorrect. Well, I'm okay. Gonna, well, why don't you start by? I am going to start. I'm going to start. Well, hang on. Why don't you start by <laughs> explaining to our listeners what the, you know, LGBTQ. No, no, what, what, I'm not. I am not oh, going to do well, that at all. Should, well, I'm saying someone should because not everyone listening is going to know what all those things are. That's correct, and if only we had some guests who could do it. So I want to start. <laughs> I want to start down. Well, not down. Up in Broken Hill. I want to start with Kirsty. I would like to know. Do you want to give us a quick? I don't know. Summary of of your life and situation, and um, and how I've managed to get you on this podcast today. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we met via the wonderful Twitter land. Where yes. I find as a as a transgender woman, so I fit into that GLBTIQ plus. I'm the the T in there, so the um, T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I find Twitter a really good place for for people like me to 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 meet people from all walks of life, and and hopefully I can learn from them and they learn from me. So that's how we sort of met. Um, mm. But yeah, a bit about me out of Broken Hill. I've I've been here. This is my second time I've been here. I've been here since 2012. Um, prior to that, I came here in 1999 as the governor of the local prison out here. Oh, wow. But at that, but at that time, I, I presented to the world as Warren and a, and a man. Um, and, and probably hang on, go, hang on. Go, governor of the local prison, did you say? Yes, maximum security prison out here. Wow, heavens above. Okay. Yeah, and... That, the, 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 there's a story behind that on its own, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. There is, there is. But um, <coughs> especially because no one in the walls of that jail knew that I was transgender prior to the day that I rocked up to work for the first day as Kirsty and not Warren. Right. And I, knocked, I knocked on the door of the jail and said, and I was the boss, and I said, um, my name's Kirsty now, I'll be in my office. Well, <laughs> well. Nice. Yeah, well, Broken Hill had a heart attack um, <laughs> um, 
the big head department in, in, in Sydney had a heart attack because up until that very moment, I was considered a golden-haired boy of the department. Um, mm. I was like the commissioner's golden-haired boy. I was promoted very young and and I was a former world champion athlete as a male and a father and I, I was the last person in the world that anyone expected to be a transgender woman. So that was a big shock 20 years ago in Broken Hill. Mm. So, yeah, so... Um, I've gone through now 21 years. Um, I won't go through my whole story right now, but we can get into that. But no, um, okay. Yeah, I, I can honestly say I was accepted within the walls of the prison many, 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 many years before I was accepted outside the walls of the prison as a transgender person. Wow. So that that's... that's By staff that's and inmates. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't expect that. You'd think a polar opposite, but... I was accepted straight away behind the walls of that prison by inmates, number one, by my senior staff, um, by most of my staff, some not so much, but, hey, I had a crown and three stars. <laughs> they had to accept me, you know. I was yes. the boss. So, but, yeah, I was accepted, number one. <clears throat> the inmates were amazing. They, they, um, they said to me, look how honest you are. How can we ever bag you for being honest? you you had the guts to walk through that jail with permed hair, and, and it was a really bad perm, right? I've never. <laughs> but, ha- ha- hang on. Ha- but, but hang on, Kirsty. Let's let's um, let's uh, go back a little bit because I'm I, I'm I'm thinking not every one of our listeners is still going to know what a transgender person is. Absolutely. Well, I was a transgender person. Transgender is an umbrella term, and it, it encompasses many different things and and it means many different things to different people but within that umbrella I'm what they call a binary transgender woman so I was born and and assigned a male at birth lived my whole life as a male um and and got married and competed for Australia and become a superintendent of prisons and so forth but when I was about 34 years of age I started taking hormones to to stop the testosterone and and other hormones the estrogen to to help grow the breasts and the soft skin of a woman gets and and later on I went and had surgery and 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 got breasts and got a vagina and and changed my birth certificate um you're saying this is this is 20 years ago how hard was it to access that sort of stuff back then I mean I I understand that it's a bit easier now but um yeah Um, how well, it was hard back then, right, to to to, to find any help for anything, mm. um, whether it be I, I had to rock up to my local GP here and say, "Hey, I'm a transgender woman. What do we do?" And no one had a clue. So I've pretty much had to invent the wheel yeah. right along, and and I've probably trained a thousand doctors and and nurses over the years. You know that they've learned from me, and I've learned from them. So we've come a long way now, where we've got. Mm. Now we've got specialised areas at Westmead and in Melbourne and gender centres. We had none of that back then, you know. Um, I was really lucky being in corrections. They were years ahead of having GLBTIQ staff working in the jails. And they also had transgender inmates before transgender staff, you know. So the water had already been broken a little bit and Mm. they, they, they... the department I worked for the, were the world's first to have a policy for transgender inmates back in 2002. So I was really lucky that I worked for a government department and not the local mechanic shop or yeah. or whatever. I could have been just chucked out on the street, you know. Um, so, so hang on. So there's there's so much there. There's so much there to talk about and explore. We're going to need five shows. So much. Um, <laughs> So I mean, what what uh, you 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 said that you were a you are a binary transgender person. So how does that? I don't really understand. Like three and a half years of age, I can remember a specific day in my life that I can recall that I first felt like there was something wrong with me that I didn't feel comfortable in my own body. Um, it's it's not that I never liked my own body. I just felt like I I should have been a girl from three and a half years of age and I can never remember not feeling like that and and I suppressed this feeling my whole life because I grew up in a family that 
that that were rednecks. I grew up in a family that were homophobic, a community that were homophobic. There was no role models for me to follow, no doctors to speak to. So I suppressed this feeling and 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 manned up and tried to make it go away. And and like I manned up and won world titles as a man and become a prison governor and and the best looking boy in the school and all this growing up, but. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror until I was about 42 years of age, um, about eight years into my transition. And, and that's when I could actually look in the mirror and not like what I see, but actually recognize that person as physically being me that matched with my intrinsic brain inside my head. So I'm like a, what they would have called the stock standard trans person of years ago that everyone assumed we were born in the wrong body or whatever the terminology used to be used, but there's many people now that don't feel quite male or female, or there's others a polar opposite to me that felt felt like that they were born, you know, in a girl's body, but but they were a boy, you know. So there's no one way to be trans, and some people surgically transition, some um, just hormonally transition, and some just socially transition, you know. Um, we, like I said, we're totally an umbrella community. Um, yeah, and and each trans person is different with their past. Like, I'm very open about my past, but a lot of people call their their past name their dead name, and you don't sort of mm. use that unless the trans person is comfortable using that. I I use my dead name and my past because I speak about my sporty days and that, and it's pretty hard for me who transitioned at 34 to to just ignore what I did before. It's a big, I, it's a big chunk of time to ignore, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and if I ignore it, people think I've been... Like, if I speak to my grandchildren and they ask me what I did for the first 34 years and I've got nothing, they, they might think I've been locked up in a cupboard or something and, and I should be able to share with my grandkids, hey, I won a world title at 14 and I was living on a train at 15 by myself in Europe and wow. I want to be able to share this stuff, you know, so... Yeah. The, the day that I become proud of Warren was about only about five years ago, six years ago, when I finally had the courage to put Warren back on my, my shoulder as a bit so, of a guardian uh, angel. And, and so there's, there's so much, again. there's so yeah. much interesting stuff there. Um, I Hold think on, before, I, before we delve yeah. into it, can, can I turn to Nick? Because I saw your hand go up a couple of times there that you, yeah. you yeah. wanted to say something. Go for I it. I can't I, wait to hear from Nick. I just yeah. point in, I, I've known Nick. How old are you now? 18. For 18 years. So, so Yeah, my whole life. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I've met Nick before. Nick probably doesn't, not, doesn't baby know. Baby Nick probably, yes. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've met Nick before when uh, at a couple of parties uh, that your mum and dad. In the late Jurassic. Probably. I'm, I'm not good with names or faces. So. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> I've got a very, very forgettable face. So. Yes, I try and forget it all the time. Anyway, go on. Yes, Nick. So just to, uh, to add on on what like the definition of being transgender is, as, as um uh, you said before, it, it, it's it's an umbrella term, and it's typically described as um, a sense of gender identity that differs from what you were born as, and that can be binary. Um, say like us here, I am a transgender male, um, but it can also be somewhere in between, like being non-binary, someone who doesn't associate with either male or female, or they might be bi-gender, they might associate with both, or gender fluid, meaning it might change from time to time. Um, so it really is a, a broad spectrum of things. Um, and I can only really comment on my half of the binary sort of thing. Mm. Um, That's okay. That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah. so, so, Nick, out of all those sort of definitions, what, what what would you, not that I think people should classify themselves, but what would you say that, what definition do you, would you say you fit under the most? Um, transgender male, trans man, that sort of thing. Trans man, yeah. that sounds like a sports yes. car, doesn't it? <laughs> Nick, right, Nick, okay. Polar opposites. Yeah. Yes, We're it sounds that opposite. way. Yeah. We just, 
Why couldn't we just swap parts, people like us? <laughs> oh, my God, I thought about it all the time. That would have been so easy. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's, it's so interesting. I just think it's so, yeah, I just, hmm, it's interesting. So I, I, I get, like, I love speaking to trans men because they are a polar opposite to me, and, and trans men are probably the hardest people in the world for me to understand because I'm thinking – how would you want to change from <laughs> and, and they think the same with me, you know? Yeah. You I, crazy I <laughs> yeah. Look, it's uh, the other thing as well is that, um, as you say, Kirsty, you, you um, may, may have been dealing with this much like Nick for your entire life, but you probably haven't had the same uh, opportunity as Nick, I would say. Uh, you've had to wait until you're in your thirties, whereas Nick has, has, well, you've been able to, address issues sooner in your life rather than waiting that long has that has that for you nick been i mean were you aware that that's the way people kind of had to deal with these things in the past there wasn't an easy not easy easy is nothing that i'm trying to say in any of this there wasn't a um the opportunities um available you can yeah. hear in my language i don't even know how to present some of this stuff go, go ahead there's no language the police here today good no language police <laughs> The, the world has, well, it's been changing a lot in, in recent years and the world has become more accessible to people like us. It's still, it's certainly still not completely open, that's for sure. But I am aware that it was, that, that it's been a lot harder for, for, for people older than I am. Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate in my situation in both the time that I've been growing up and realising this and the the people that I've grown up around. Um, so, you you probably also have what Kirsty didn't have, which is an impressive support group. Yeah, um, that's that's what I meant <clears throat> by situation. You, you know, it makes me um, like today when I see young trans people being able to affirm who they are at an earlier age, like it makes people like me have like two chains of thought. One, it makes us reflect on what we we missed out. Like when I saw Georgie Stone being able to go to school as a girl and that, and mm. and like that re-breaks our hearts all over again, like in one sense. But on the other sense, and, and the overwhelming sense is, geez, it makes me happy when I see young trans kids being who they are and seeing their parents accept them and taking them to football or taking them like... That's what it's all about, and it makes every single battle that that people like me have had prior really worthwhile, you know, because to see young kids now not just surviving but starting to thrive. So, Kirsty, do you see yourself as like having paved some of that road, or or had it sounds I mean, like it sounds like it from the story. <laughs> it's, yeah. It sounds yeah, well, remarkable. Absolutely, but there's been plenty before me that have chipped away. Like, we're not oh, a course. new thing. Um, a lot of people think people that like this to connect... think it's a new thing. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like, <laughs> Captain Cook didn't bring the first transgender person to Australia, right? <laughs> We've been here since day one, the First Nations people, and yeah, and, yeah. So. We've well, been that's, here... a, that's an interesting thought. I mean, that, that is. A, I've often wondered that. I mean, are there are there historically have to, have are there... to be? Yeah. But do we know? Do we know any of the history of that? Do we know, you know, the first first people of the First Nations, were there trans people? And if so, are they documented or, you know? Um, there is, like, documentary and there is storytelling about trans people in First Nations. But, like, overseas in different parts of the world, there's documented evidence and pictures going back, like, to the start of day one of humanity. So, you know, in, in Indian culture, in in Egypt and places like that, all around the world, you know, there's signs that there's been trans people from day one. There's been gay people from day one. It's just, you know, like people think it's, it's like when cancer was diagnosable or, or whatever, you know. Yeah, like, sure. that's not when it was course, in first around, yeah. We've always been here from day one. Like there's no question, there's no ifs or buts about it it's just that well yeah the, the, there's more of us the more well in egypt they had the fair the, the pharaoh one of the pharaohs in egypt was a cross-dresser um, yeah that's that's a bit different but yeah yeah it is it, it, is. it, it, it can fall under that sort of like 
umbrella or umbrella term again. It's yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, 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 yeah, I've got about a million questions and I'm fascinated. So, <laughs> so, um, so, okay, so Kirsty, you, you told a lot of your story and so on and so forth, and and so Nick, what about your story? I mean, like, what can you tell us about you? I mean, you, 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 you know, when did you start getting? the feelings of about who you were, how did you tell your family and support and all that sort of stuff, you know? Um, so growing up, like, younger years, I, I was always a very tomboyish is what people people call it. I didn't like to wear dresses. I, I preferred to hang around the boys at school. Um, and since my parents never really enforced gender roles i found myself quite comfortable just to be in that sort of middle ground so gender was never something that i thought about often um but the problem came with puberty and i suddenly all the thoughts of this is wrong i hate this stop <laughs> so from that point, I it, it was it was a lot of I, well, I took to the internet because that's a resource we have at the moment. And mm. so, and thinking back, I'd always had thoughts in, in a way like wanting to present in a way that was more masculine than I did, but like never really knowing how to process those thoughts. But with the help of a really good friend of mine. I began to learn about all all this gender stuff, basically. And was that friend of yours themselves um, finding their identity, or were they? Um, not not in a gender sense. They, um, she was, she she is and always was a woman. Um, but she she was discovering herself in terms of sexuality. Mm. Um, and from from her, I found a group of people in my, in my school uh, coincidentally we all ended up in theater class together we're all theater kids um <laughs> um that that were all somewhere on the um lgbtqia plus spectrum we've got the, the, there's me and another person who are transgender we've got some non-binary people we've got lesbians bisexuals and being a part of that group it it was really helpful especially considering that i go to i i, I went to a a, a girls school mm -hmm. it, I, I definitely had a lot of thoughts around that because well i didn't exactly want to be there um do you think that just to interrupt do you think that helped um in a social sense um rather than being at a co-ed school for example do you think that that um, was probably a positive experience i actually do think so um you see again a while ago i used to have very severe social anxiety so that coming out was as transgender was like so difficult mm. so what <laughs> what my friend and i did was she just started using he him pronouns and people caught on at sc at school. I didn't really have a formal um, coming out. Um, eventually, had to learn to do so when it came to talking to like parents and um, family, friends, and stuff, and people who had already known me as mm. a girl. I have to say, I was always impressed by the way you you did. I mean, you I, were, I talk. You were among the first um, group of family friends that I came out to. Mm. Um, yeah and and it was it was just the way it was done it was you know it's like ripping off a band-aid in a way it was done quick and everyone was like yeah that's fine <laughs> real awkward <laughs> I, I i can understand it, it probably well, i can't understand it at all i can i can appreciate that it probably would have been awkward from your perspective but for from i can say from my perspective um it it felt almost like a oh thank goodness you know um here but you Mark, are. did you but finally did, did you have did you have an inkling did you sort of how can i put the word um yes is the answer right 
you know, when you know someone their whole life, you have a, a reasonable idea about, um, you know, whether they're fully comfortable or... Yeah. Um, well, yeah. then you were doing better than my parents because they told me later that they, when I was ready to come out that they thought I was going to tell them I was a lesbian. Um, Look, but that, but I would say, I would say that that that, that may also be a case of um, not being comfortable where you are at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily identifying what it is. So when I when I say that it wasn't necessarily a surprise, I'm not meaning that specifically. It's yeah, that it's... something was up, and for for you to finally. Not finally. Again, I keep using these words that make it sound something. For you to reach a position where you were comfortable to tell someone, again, like me, like a family friend, um, that was, for me, that was like, a, oh, I'm, I'm actually I'm touched, but I'm also completely over the moon and happy that, that you have found where you are, but also in a way that you are ready to tell other people. Um mm -hmm. It's you know sometimes you feel these emotions and you don't know how to put them into words and that's kind of what I would say I'm not, I don't know how to express it but I think you know you would know from knowing me that whatever you'd said you could be a serial killer I don't know whatever it is I'd still be okay <laughs> I mean that's awful Thank what a oh come on of course you wouldn't be okay with that you you wouldn't be uh, <clears throat> no and there's lots of things you wouldn't be okay don't, with don't you like like researching not, serial killers. Sure, just keep going. Anyway, go on. Yes, Nick, you were going to say something else that oh, wasn't uh, about my serial killers. Yes. I, I was going to say uh, uh, about that whole fi figuring yourself out thing. It, hmm. it, even at that point when uh, I'd, I'd, I'd come out to you guys, it's self-acceptance is a very long journey and self-understanding self and that sort of thing. Um, it. Like fig figuring out where you want to go. I haven't fi figured everything out I, about myself, my gender. It's, it's, um, yeah. I, I only just in the last few months, I finally got through to the um, uh, gender clinic, um, right. in Melbourne to uh, finally start medical transition. Um, uh, social transition was, and was. So, so something that took a, a little while because you know anxiety and stuff and i feel like i'm rambling and saying the same things over again <laughs> no no that's that's okay look I, one thing i was going to say you, you you mentioned the the gender um clinic that's a, a an element of um that's going to help you deal with your your identity that's going to help yeah. you deal with with who you are how that's do those sorry go on no what were you saying <laughs> <laughs> that's about you uh sorting you out mm. how is that different how how are the stresses with respect to other people so there i i understand or i'd appreciate there are two two prongs to this there's one where you've got to sort how you feel but then there's about how you then move on with other people are you are you trying to uh, i'm probably to trying to say anything <laughs> It sounds like you're trying to talk about the difference between um, like social transition and yeah, that's probably it. So transition. yeah, so and, the medical yeah. transition is for you. The social transition is for you with respect to everyone else. And uh, for me, yeah, I, they they do I, often go hand in hand, but it's not always the same for all people. So yeah, um, is yeah. So is that is that something that you focus on a lot? You focus on. On the social aspect, I mean, it's a bit. Again, I'm going to put it into stupid language. It's a bit like me saying, "I know I've got to vacuum the house, but I've also got to do, do the dishes." There's a priority. There's a priority. What like, I need sort to do of this, but... freaking example no, just is that? I mean, shut I up and listen. Not. Listen <laughs> to what I'm saying. When you know there are two things that have to be done, and they're, and and they're... one's think, not necessarily yeah, as important as the other type thing, but they um, are kind of connected. Yeah, you're cleaning think, the house <laughs> whatever i don't know keep going again i can't speak for all other transgender people but i think often social transition and sort of transition like physically without the medical stuff is usually what comes first yep. both in because it's the thing that's more accessible to do it just re re revolves around talking to people maybe 
changing your dress sense or hairstyle. Um, but yeah, again, it's 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 different um, for for everyone, um, and it also gives. It's often the time of thinking and processing, figuring yourself out, and figuring out if medical transition is where you want to go. Mm. So I spent all that time social transitioning, thinking about um, the whole medical medical stuff, and then once I finally got the option um, to take that path, I I made the decision that yes, it was where I wanted to go. So your thoughts are that you will undergo medical transition? Yes, I don't know to what extent yet, but um, as I said a bit earlier, I recently started um, HRT or hormone replacement therapy. Mm. So, oh, so that's 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 interesting, Nick. But I'm I mean that's all wonderful and medical, and we can all probably go and look 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 all of that up. I'm more interested in knowing. Like, were there people that di- that haven't accepted you, that didn't accept you, and haven't and 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 haven't accepted you, and will not likely be accepting you? Um, and more to, more to the point, rather than I, just that, what do you do about those people? Well, it's it's again, I'm lucky to say that I that I'm mostly in a circle where everyone does accept me, but I can. Um, uh, there is one member of my extended family who um, uh, she's uh, she's an evangelist. Um, so okay, well, of that a, explains a lot of things. Go on. Yeah. None of it, none of those things are good. Yeah. Her, her religion basically states that she cannot agree with any sort of queerness, whether that be gender or sexuality. Um. So, nice. and w- one thing that she she turned to, and a lot of people do turn to in the case of younger people like myself, is they will blame parents. They will call it a form of child abuse, that they're the ones forcing me to change because they wanted a son. And you know what? That oh, makes me, that's interesting. Make, that's... It, makes, it makes me more angry than if they were tar- targeting those things at me because... My parents have been the the most wonderful support in this, mm. and you know, just that is so interesting. I'm fascinated. I'm I've never heard of that before. Really? So the, so 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 the people who may not accept you target your folks with on the basis that your folks wanted a son. Something but it's like not that. your but but your folks are not the ones pushing you to be no. what you want to be. So no, you've already that, identified can, the first moronic part of that argument. How can yeah, the argument be made though? I don't even understand. Many, there's a whole community of people and there's been many articles written on this from from like the Australian and, and these biased publications that have yeah. are trying to advocate that there's this group of parents that would prefer a Someone like me to be their their um they would have preferred me to be a gay son or Nick to be a a, a lesbian daughter you know they can and they can fake sexuality with gender because if if at the end of the day I identify as a lesbian woman now on transition so my parents it would have been impossible for them to wish a gay son because I was never a gay son I was a woman <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean so. Then there is a lot of people that turn around and do blame the parents, um, and it even goes further than that. Our, our prime minister Scott oh. Morrison yes. was advocating that there's these gender whisperers in school. So oh, yeah. the there, transgender talk, agenda. Yeah, there's talk mm. about training staff in the basics of like transgender awareness and stuff like that. Mm. And Scott Morrison and these religious fruitcakes try and portray that there's parents or people at school that are converting all these cisgender kids into either gay or transgender kids, right? Now, no one can be talking to being that's, gay or transgender. That's not, or it's not together. how it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's so not how, how do you respond? So, Nick, how do you respond to someone? If it's coming from a, the prime minister down, but how do you deal with that? What, what, are, what I mean, we can vote them out, but... but, the but way, how do you, for me, it's, I'd say the best way for this 
Australian trans community to respond to the Prime Minister or for any of us to respond to any negativity or myths about us. And the only way to do it is via positive visibility. And and mm. by being visible in, as I was as a trans prison governor or Nick is in Nick's life or whatever, and by being visible and proving the lies and, and dispelling the myths of what these people say about us. That's it's, the only it's way about that education. Education. It's, yeah. it's It can sometimes be really hard, really frustrating because these, the, these sorts of people, they're so set in their thoughts that you can argue with them for hours and show them overwhelming facts against them and what little they have, but they won't change their minds. It's, it's a difficult thing, but I think our best bet in the end is education and visibility, normalising it and mm. understanding it. Yeah, it's um, it's a big task that, and they're not having like a lot of people. TV TV shows where they've got five people talking about these issues, but not one of them are transgender. <laughs> like, we we don't need to hear this stuff anymore. Like, if Just, you want to learn about transgender people, listen to what, transgender people. What, what That's I'm the only way. In, in media, is is not you, you don't need a if you've got a trans character, their whole story doesn't need to be about being trans. A trans yeah. <laughs> they can just be there because guess what? I exist and I that's mm. it. Like being I... transgender is as much to me my daily life as what it would be to you guys being cisgender. Like yeah. I'm a football player and, and I love my dogs and I love my wife and I love you know talking politics and, and I've got a myriad of things and being transgender is just something that you know, it's part of me that no more than being cisgender. It's, it's just, unfortunately that society makes it a part of us, like your auntie there or the prime minister or others telling us what we should be mm. and, and how we become the way we are. Like, like I said, we've been here since day one. We're not new. It's only the internet's new. Um, and, and, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that reminds me of, because you know how a lot of people are saying that like it's such a new thing and that it's a big craze that more people are now coming out as transgender than ever before mm. but the dif the difference is the environment more people feel comfortable to mm. come out it's not that there are more of us it's just more of us are revealing ourselves mm. absolutely nick you nailed it and and it's like um you know the more that society become comfortable with same-sex couples now yeah you know you see them walking around everywhere and getting married you can get married now you know like no, no one bats an eye anymore no one bats an eyelid at a same-sex marriage you know and yeah. and no one's going to bat an eyelid at a transgender prime minister one day you know or a transgender rugby league player or a transgender doctor the more of us that are out there the more of us that achieve these things um you know like if, if i achieve something as a first as a transgender person or another trans person does that that gives every other trans person the opportunity of dreaming of being that as well you know so um, education you, visibility it's, it's it's such a big thing for young transgender people really everyone to be able to see that that part of themselves in other people people who are successful with like dis despite this 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 thing or even like beyond this thing it's well you know it, nick that i often hear the conversations about gender dysphoria yeah and, and not every trans person suffers gender dysphoria but many of us do but mm -hmm. what many 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 more transgender people are experiencing these days and what we should be hearing more about is gender euphoria yeah. <laughs> listen to us yeah. the ones that have been there we're not tricking anyone it's not like you know like i put an analogy like um you know all the guys that haven't been um what do they call it when a guy has his vasectomy right <laughs> now right. now all the guys that haven't had a vasectomy like do they assume all the guys that have had them are going to tell them it doesn't hurt or it does hurt because of an agenda or whatever like us trans people that are having gender euphoria aren't pretending to be happy. You can't wipe the smile off our faces, you know, when you see a transgender person happy. 
So, like, I, believe us when we tell you we're happy. Don't believe, like, one in a zillion people that they'll find one transgender person that was unhappy. But I don't know. But, but you see, this is, what, this is what bugs me, right? I don't need to believe that you're happy or unhappy. I don't mean this in a bad way. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't mean this in a bad way when I say this. But I. But I don't care. I mean, I don't care. It's not my. It's. It's not my. What. What I'm trying to say is that it's not. It's none not of my. Business. It's not really my business to know whether you're happy or unhappy. And I, a lot of people are trying to inject themselves into our story. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? It's not my. It's not. It's not my business. I mean, I, I. I don't. It's not that I don't care in general whether people are happy or unhappy. I. I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm not a caring person. I, I'm just trying to say, I don't. I don't care. I mean, it's your life. It's your business. You do what you do. You. You do what you need to do. Now, I mean, if I, if I can, if I work with you and I can do something to make your life a little bit happier. Maybe I make you a cup of tea in the morning or whatever. Um, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm going to do that, right? Maybe you I'm picked on that. my story before. Keep going, yes. What story? When I was talking about doing the dishes and vacuuming the floor, now you're making tea for people. What's going no, on? I wasn't even <laughs> listening to your story. So, um, I think what no. we've got to look at, though, like when you look at statistics, right, and you look at statistics throughout everything like um, youth homelessness, youth um, self-harm, um, sexual assault rates and all that, and, and you look at it and it's, it's a hierarchy of acceptance in society. And, and like transgender people, sadly, are massively overrepresented on all those sad statistics in life, you know. So when we talk about being happy and that, like, when we're overrepresented in all those things, you can see as a community, we're not happy because of certain stigma that remains or certain laws that remain that makes it hard for us to gain equality like everyone else. But on a personal note, seeing personal people suffer euphoria and stuff, you know, that's what people have got to start believing us when we tell them we're happy. We're happy. We're not tricking anyone because the narrative is we're tricking people into being trans and other people are tricking people into... It's like they said with the gays. Hang the on, hang, hang on. Who's tri who's tricking who into being trans? What? What's going it's on? A, it's, same, it's, it's the same it's, argument they used against lesbians in tennis in the 70s that they were converting heterosexual girls to be little lesbians and, and gay mm -hmm. men are turning... It's the same... They're using the same argument now against transgender people. It's just Who's being, using that argument? I'm not... I'm, I'm not saying here. We want everyone yes, to be. That's what we're saying. <laughs> I'm not saying right, right. The religious part of society, the right. Oh, part, okay. And, sorry. And the well, I, I generally tend parties, to ignore. Like, you, you have I, a look at Donald Trump. Um, you have a look at the the Prime Minister of England, the Prime Minister of Australia. They've all gone on rhetorics with transphobia because hmm. they use it part of their political platform to use us as cannon fodder it's, to scare the wider community that. Trans Fear people are going to steal Christmas mm. and trans people are going to do this and trans people it, are going to hurt our kids. Now, the only people that have been found by way of royal commission of hurting children in Australia... The religious... This is all these priests and that, not transgender women. Yes. Priests, great. you know. They yeah, uh, uh, and use us and they use the refugees, they use what the African... But, but this is this is no different. So, so, so the way the way Australia and I'll say probably the world is, we always need to have we, not me. Yeah. We always need to have uh, someone to point the finger at. And yes. in the past, it's been uh, Asians coming in to take over. In the past, it's been Muslims who are terrorists. Now, you know, you've got to go the soft target. That's the the soft targets don't fight back so well, and that's why they do it. And, and that's how these populists, yeah. with you know, like Donald Trump spends a whole twenty minutes bagging. Laurel Hubbard, transgender woman in sport, you know, like yeah. that's part of his repertoire. To, and, and Scott Morrison has used the same argument against he called transgender cricketers heavy handed. Mm. Most of us are too scared to go to the game to even watch it. Yeah. We've been used as cannon fodder. There was a shift in political tactics from the right wing mob after the same sex marriage was approved mainly in America and mm. followed suit here, where they've now let the, the gay community go 
and they attack the trans community and they say that we're mutilating children, that we're, we're converting, you know, all these total provable transphobic rhetorics being, like the Australian newspaper's got a whole section. They've, they've produced about 200 articles in the last two years specifically targeting this this transphobia. And mm. there's only been about one or two trans people quoted in about 200 articles. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's would just... they get away with that now? They couldn't write about the, the First Nation people with that amount of you know, racism or, or gay people or, you know, like... It's we just interesting. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, totally fascinated by, it. and, 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 yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm constantly fascinated by the things that a lot of people don't accept. How, how much, I mean, what percentage? It, it, it's let, let's say, let's say that, um, you know, there's all these issues around acceptance with being trans and and a whole bunch of other things. What percentage of that is religion? Ah, uh, the, the the fear against us, most of it, because they've got they've got control of the media, they've got control of the narrative in 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 parliaments. So, and if if they say something in in the Senate or say something in the lower house, or that then gets channeled in the news cycle all around the world. So, if if a transgender person in London does anything remotely wrong that gets used as cannon fodder in the papers in australia in broken hill in in parliament at all levels you know so it, it affects a lot you know it affects a lot yeah no it's interesting no, i'm yeah I don't the know, only I way know. is like i said is is to center transgender people in the discussions mm. yeah and we've still got many laws in australia that like a transgender kid born in Wodonga, Victoria, and a transgender kid born in Aubrey, just across the river. Mm. An example for that, for the trans person in Victoria to amend their identity to a, a male or a female, or you know, or vice versa, they pretty much have to sign a statutory declaration, right? And it, and it happens. But 50 metres away, that young kid in, in, in Aubrey, they have to wait till they're 18, then they have to wait until they save up enough money to go undergo gender reassignment surgery. Only 18 months ago, you also had to be divorced. So I was forcibly divorced from my childhood sweetheart when I went through it as well. Then, so you have to be steri um, surgically sterilised. Then you have to get two random doctors to physically examine you if your legs spread open and get them to write a statutory declaration to say you're a male or a female. Can yeah, I so can I just can I just turn to Nick and say, Nick, what did you have to go through to get your uh, <laughs> identity like that? Um, so being a Victorian. Yeah, when Legend Victoria. Yeah, to, to to change my uh sex on on my birth certificate, um, we actually went through the process just after the the new the new bill went through about um streamlining the process basically. So it just what they needed was. Uh, like a declaration from me, from a parent, and from two people not related to me but are very familiar with me, basically to say, yeah, we we know this person is telling the truth. Okay. And then what that went through, and then a few months later, I got my new birth certificate in the mail. And the, and the yeah, only delay really... there is just the probably the red tape or there's someone stamping a, a you know here we go let's 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 see with the tick. Yeah. A lot of people will use now, um, we're trying to get the same law brought into New South Wales, right? Yeah. But the argument we're hearing in Parliament now is, oh, no, if we change that, they'll have men in women's sport and they will never win anything again, right? Now, now we've had these similar laws all around the world for many years now to what they got in Victoria. Mm. It doesn't affect the sporting rules, okay? The sporting rules determine the sporting policies and the international olympic committee doesn't have the same policy as victoria has so although um i could change my legal sex in victoria say in a day i still can't compete at the olympics as a woman because i've then got to meet the sporting criteria which is hormonally reduced the muscle mass and all that stuff yeah, you know yeah, yeah. but 
they'll use this in Parliament to try and stop the, the law change in, in New South Wales. And they use those same arguments in Victoria to push it through. It's, you know, so they'll repeat that like, again. So it's like a it's like for an older transgender person like me, it's like living a, a groundhog existence, right? <laughs> we keep going over the same rhetoric. Um Karen White was used in the debate in Victoria last year, you know, and Karen White's uh, a non-trans person who was locked up in a female jail in England, but they've used mm. her in Victoria. She'll be mentioned again when New South Wales comes along, you know, and I sat through that debate in Victoria and it had half the, um, it had half the people accepting that were very supportive politicians mm. and they had the other half that were just saying, repeating this rhetoric. So, we kept living the same stuff, and every time there's a debate, there's damage that's happened, damage that's occurred, that irreparable damage every step of the way. So that's not a neutral thing, these discussions. Yeah. Nick, you've got your mouth open. Go. <laughs> oh, I just I was saying, I think it's just so bizarre that they, what you said about them trying to use that, the, the, the whole thing about sport to, to try and stop them changing the law about changing birth certificates. To justify their bigotry, you mean, yeah. Because guess what? Not all transgender people like sports. I am <laughs> so lazy. I do Only not like about sport. 14% of us play sport, the least out of any community in the world. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, you're the uh, odd one out here because the three of us are very slack. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm not trans and I'm not a... I'm not a big fan of sport, as uh, as yes, Michael yes. tell he, he he is the opposite of a big fan of sport. Let's put it that I'm way. Not yeah. a big fan of sport. Oh, look, I'm just I'm just fascinated by. I'm sporty girl, not trans girl. Like being trans is like. So so, so tell me something. Doctor Raven, what do you say? Kirsty, I had a question right from the uh, right from the start. Keep in I, mind, we will start to wrap this up as well. But go on, which yes. I which I didn't ask. Um, because you, you mentioned when you were talking about your own life, you know, you had a lot of sporting achievements and all this sort of stuff. Um, so do you now, it's, it's, I'm not sure how to even ask the question. Do you, do you see those in your, in your new life as it is? Do you see those as Kirsty's sporting achievements or do you see those as Warren's sporting achievements? And is Warren a completely separate person to Kirsty? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand that. No, great question. Um, they were two very separate people for a long time. Um, when I first transitioned. But hang on, hang on. I, I just want to open that up as well. Because like, were they were they were they separate people? Because they were they they were really you, right? That it's still you. No, no. If I tell you, it'll make sense. Hold on, let's hear okay, the answer. Okay, all right, all right. Go for it. Go for it. When I first transitioned, I um. I ran away from Warren. I, I everything about Warren, like his friends, um, everything he did, um, and that, and and that wasn't all from my own doing. I had a lot of peer group pressure from the women I work with, from from my family, from three daughters, telling me what to do and how to dress up and how to behave as a woman. And and I was like a teenager. I went through um, different stages. Like it was so exciting. Finally, I come out of this closet and and at first i was baby spice and and i was scary spice for a while and and, and nice. then i was i definitely had a period of being slutty spice <laughs> found myself in a few nightclubs you know and finding myself and and then then sporty spice but now i'm definitely like grandma spice and the nicest <laughs> spice i've ever been but um in in 2012 my best mate said to me Every night, me and my best mate, Jack Marks, he's a famous author and great guy, and he said to me, we, we got drunk every night for about 12 months. He said, every night I notice Warren comes out. He, he comes out more at night, stories about Warren, and we start boxing and all this. And he said, he said, I really like Warren. Can you put him back on your shoulder? Because at that time, Kirsty made some bad decisions. I'd been a bit of a, been a bit of a asshead, and I'd lost some core values, so... In 2012, I put Warren back on my shoulder as a guardian angel, and I started to be proud of what Warren did and achieved. And 
now I'm sort of not Kirsty or Warren, I'm, I'm Miller. Mm. I'm like a balance of exactly who I always should have been. Yeah. yeah. That does that sense. answer your question, Dr. Raymond? I think that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it sort of does. I'm I'm still, yeah, okay, it does. Yeah, I think so. And guys, so. we're forced to run away from our past because, like I said, if if I even mention that I'm transgender to many people still in society now, I'll get my head punched in or murdered in certain parts of the world. So, mm. you know, there's a certain part that I wanted to run away because I was sick of people saying to me, hey, I can still see that you look like Warren or... I wanted all new people in my life, new people that only knew Kirsty, you know. I didn't want to remember that past and I was too excited about now instead of, yeah. But can, it's been can like I, a massive circle journey to Can me. I sort of interrupt with that bit there and turn to Nick, who I can see is doing some artistry sort of stuff there, doing some drawing. As someone who, <laughs> as someone who is uh, at that, that age where you're now, suddenly sort of you you know it's been the last couple of years um how do you feel about previous you how do you feel because i and i don't mean this in no offensive way you didn't achieve a lot the same way (laughs) that we're talking about 34 years worth of warren has achieved stuff so so how how do you um how do you put that into focus i guess well at the moment i still think i'm a bit in the the place of running away from mm. my past self, denying it, and like and, and like I'll I'll see any hint of who I like me before, and it makes me cringe horribly, and not want to look at it anymore. But it's I know it's something that I need to get past. Um, I mean, it, in I I actually don't have a dead name. I kept my name because it actually, weirdly enough, suits me better as a male. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, I have particular trouble with, like, pictures. It's it's something I'm working on. I want to get better with it. You know, I there's, know no, you there's no rush. You know that, <laughs> I, I know exactly how you feel, Nick, hey? and And, like, now I, 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 was, I could not look at Warren, but now I can look at him now and go, he was a spunk. <laughs> he's really he's really hot you know i'm really proud of him and, and and good on him and and you know what makes me help me get that part of me out i'm thinking little warren was so tough to survive to get me here today to be kirsty you know and mm, your little a, self, that, that your is little a very interesting like somehow, perspective Nick, mm. your little self somehow has got you to 18 now you know mm. so that little self of you had some good parts that that got you here you know and and I, I I can't wait to one day that you can look back and you know, get like me. You might not get like me on that. That's all part of your journey. But it's really it's another like euphoria when you can celebrate that again. And um, yeah, I think you'll get there, eh? Mm. I think that's a, a wonderful attitude you've got about Warren. It's 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 an inspiring thing to mm. way to say it. I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe it in such a way but i really like it oh thank you you make me cry now <laughs> warren's got a bunch of medals that probably you don't want to hide in the cupboard either as well is that the way that works <laughs> um well no well i had to it's really funny like no i don't want to hide them right but before some of my grandchildren didn't know who i was they saw these medals and trophies and they go who's that and Luckily, my dad's got the same name, Warren, right? Oh. I, go, I go, oh, Puppy Warren was a really good was a really good swimmer, you know, because they weren't quite at the age to, to, to understand Nana Kirsty, you know. I wasn't ready, and we weren't ready to tell, get into that conversation. Um, most of my grandkids have come to me and, and said, hey, I'm really lucky I've got a trans man out of the blue, things like oh. that. So I, I really haven't had to have that conversation. Um with my own three daughters, they were like very young teenagers when I come out and the first question they asked me was, um, have you got a name? <laughs> and, and the second question was, do I have any clothes? And they stole half them. So, like, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty lucky with that, you know. Um, and then they all become like my little mums and my big sisters for a while because 
they knew how to do makeup and they knew how to dress and they they knew I shouldn't be doing this as a girl, you know, like I had these bossy little mothers all around me. Like, <laughs> I had to run out. I had to run out. Like, I had to sneak out like a teenager from my own kids. Like, yeah, it was like a swap, uh, reversing your roles. It really was for a while. Oh, dear. Look, this is a topic we could talk about for quite a long time. Uh, yeah, there's a lot there. There's just there's, there's just of... a lot there. There's a lot to talk yeah. about. There's just a lot of – I mean, I've, got, I've still got about a million questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's been a generational thing between, like, me and Nick. Like, yeah. I think that's been brilliant in this. Um, I, I did a panel last year with five other trans athletes, and we ranged from teenagers to – late 50s myself and just having that intergenerational thing because every time I speak to someone like Nick I learn heaps too right I learn from you and you learn from me and and I I think it just brings it all together you know it's like it's Mm. been absolute pleasure being on here with you three guys no it's uh, been good having you here I have to say and certainly you too Nick as well so I'm I'm very pleased and honoured that you've come out to, to chat to us both today. Dr. Raven, anything in – oh, what was that? It was a fun, interesting experience. Yes, mm. well, that's, we had to do it. This is like our that's 40th – That's the best compliment we've had. Right? <laughs> it's 40th episode and it's taken until now for someone to say that. Um, Dr. Raven, any details, Nick, grab them off. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have it. I've, I've yeah, got yep, it somewhere. Sure um, yeah, Dr. Raven. Anything else in closing you'd like to uh, dazzle us with? Oh, look, there's there's a lot to there's a lot to say about this topic. Um, you know, so no, I, is that what you I, think? I don't know. I, I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. I just the only thing I can say to people people that are listening is um, open up your you know uh, open up your fucking minds. That's all <laughs> I can say to people. Right? Seriously. Love you, Doctor. <laughs> as as I as I as I say almost every podcast. Go and you know, go and fucking read a book instead of attending a church service. Read a fucking book. Start there, you know. And if you're reading well, a book, you know, the right book. There yeah, the right book. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a- right. absolutely. Pick, the pick Bible the right is a book. book. Don't forget. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, again, if you're going to read a book, even if you're going to read the Bible, I mean, the Bible is a, is an important book to read. You can't yeah, trash okay, a book. Let's, let's you, you, hang on, topic. hang on. You can't trash a book without actually reading it, right? Good so to know your enemy. You, that's right. So, so you've you've got to read it in order to trash it. But <laughs> um, uh, that's all I would say to people: open up your fucking minds. Leave people leave people to fuck alone. Let them do what they they let them live their own life. Let them do what they need to do. You know, um, and and that's it. That's as far as I would say. You know, just just leave people to fuck alone. You know, <laughs> My life seriously. Concern you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Your life. Right attitude, Doctor. I, I, I hope I would hope as part of the human race I can make someone's life a little bit easier. Maybe, maybe I would hope that. You're not talking you know about what? me, but, are you? No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but but you know what? At the end of the day, I don't want to interject myself in other people's lives because people have a different journey. Everyone's got a different journey, right? And I am no fucking arbiter to say that anyone's journey is better than anyone else's journey. So what I would say to people is open up your minds and leave people the fuck alone. Very good. Thank you for that. Uh, Our two guests, nothing else in closing? (laughs) They can't beat what he just said then? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm good. Excellent. Very good. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys and girls, and we will uh, see you all. Yeah, good discussion. Shut up. I'm closing up. Be quiet. All right. I feel a bit out. I'm only ticky. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I just right. want to say, I, I just want to say, you know, very good to meet um, both uh, both Nick and Kirsty, and very good to both hear, you know, to to hear both stories. The, um, amazing because you know, two different people, two different um, trans uh, directions, if I can use that word, um, and two different ages on the other end, of, uh, both on different ends of that spectrum as well. So. We, we got the full gamut. I can't believe we we actually planned this and got the full gamut. So that's that, a, I think it was perfect that like it looks like me and Nick are pretty much as polar opposite as you could be. So I think amazing, amazing girl. stuff. Don't forget the the book of both your lives. All we've done is just flick through and read a little blurb on the back. So there's yeah. a whole lot more. Absolutely. Thank you.
All right, I'm pressing stop on the record, and I'll see you all in the next podcast. Thanks, everyone. All right, see you in the next one. Bye.